everyone. Welcome back to the I Need to Effing Talk to You podcast. I'm Ken Cameron, and as always, I'm here with my co-host and colleague, Russell Stratton. Hi, Ken. Good to be back, everyone. We left off our last episode talking about the question, are people really effing unmanageable, or is it their behavior that needs to change? And we arrived at the conclusion that it's not about the person, it's about the behavior, that it's not about the individual, it's about their performance. And Russell, you developed, or I guess we developed together, this analogy of how to perceive these behaviors. Why don't you introduce that analogy to our listeners? Absolutely, Ken. Yeah, I mean, it was something we developed through a number of our our workshops, so probably going back about sort of four years ago now, uh, which we really found um, resonated with participants and helped people um, understand the concept so that they could sort of use it practically um, in their leadership practice when they return to work. Um, and this was if we ha- understood the idea that, as you say, it is uh, not the person, but it's the behavior the person's demonstrating. That's what's causing the uh, the problem, so to speak. Uh, then it allowed us to focus on the particular behavior and how we could unlock this and move people to sign to a behavior that was more, um, more helpful, let's say. Uh, so we used the analogy of hats. And if, because it, the analogy followed through that you can change your behavior um, in a way like you can change a hat. You can make a choice to change the hat you're wearing. Perhaps you're um, wearing a baseball cap and you go out and it's minus 20 and you realize you need to wear a toque. So you come back in and you take off your baseball cap and you put your toque on. That's a lot more helpful. And off you go. Okay. Uh, in a similar way that you can find that if somebody's behavior isn't being helpful, so their persistent lateness, for example, is not being helpful and their seemingly lack of motivation, as a manager, we can work with somebody to change that unhelpful behavior of persistent lateness and a lack of enthusiasm to punctuality and being more enthusiastic about their their work and were more focused so we can help them to change that behavior so that's where the analogy comes from that you can you know change behavior in a similar way that you can you can change hats you just got to have the motivation to do it either yourself or in this management situation that we talk about as a manager we need to find the key to be able to unlock it for someone um, and and we, we should probably uh, explain to our American listeners what a toque is. A toque is a knitted cap that one in Canada often wears in winter to keep your head warm. <laughs> sure, I'm sure it's a term that's uh, widely recognized, but there will be definitely uh, some of, uh, parts of the world that won't have any clue what that term means. Well, and, and I work so carefully, Ken, when getting to that point to call it a toque being here in Calgary um, and not to use the British expression of a woolly hat. So, you know, depending on where you are in the world, uh, you know, toque, woolly hat, stocking cap, whatever it might be, um, hopefully you get the general gist of what we were talking about. I know it's so confusing, Russell. I mean, we spent years beating that out of you, those those Englishisms, English idioms out of you. And now here I am giving you grief for adopting yeah. the Canadian ones. So, Russell, we talk about four hats with our um, uh, when we do our workshop. And we understand that there's a wide range of behaviors and trying to reduce them to four big buckets is really reductive. And so the first thing we want to say and we want to get out of the way is the fact that, yes, these are really big, broad categories. And that's the point. 
The reason we create really big, broad categories is because they provide a really simple metaphor or analogy or structure that you can wrap your head around when you get into those conversations and you feel that stress of having your employee across from you who maybe might be feeling aggressive or they might be feeling defensive or they they might be disengaged, which can be uh, uh, cause a triggered reaction within you. And so you, in those moments when your emotions start to get the better of you, and all you want to do is end up saying, hey, I need to effing talk to you, so listen up, you can fall back into this analogy. You can remember it when you're under stress because it's simple and the categories are broad. So with that in mind, let's go through our four hats, Russell. Uh, Absolutely. We've always wanted to have the KISS principle, you know, keep it simple. We all say there are 48 categories that you need to remember. Uh, so we, we just go, as you say, on those broad four. So uh, what the, the first one, we tend this tends to be one that the people identify with, with quite a lot or have experienced this in the workplace, is what we call the Viking helmet. So we can imagine there, um, you know, Viking, large, bearded character, looking quite aggressive, wearing a horned helmet, which we know that Vikings never wore, but, you know, if you watch any sort of B-movie in Hollywood from the 60s, they always had these horned horned helmets. That's the sort of thing we're talking about. And the reason why we're talking about it as a Viking helmet, um, to stereotype our, our, our Viking colleagues here, um, was that there was something was going to be um, more... Um, a, a, aggressive in a way, either aggressive or passive aggressive, was going to be in disagreement, was going to be unhappy about the situation, and was going to be pushing back at you as the manager quite hard. Maybe not physically, but in terms of their their behaviour, the way they speak, and the way that they do things. So, if you think about um, a scenario to sort of put this into context, we're introducing a new um, piece of software that's going to help our staff record their time. Somebody who's wearing a Viking helmet is likely the person to come at you and say, I'm not doing that. This is stupid. It's a waste of time. This is just management trying to you know, um, monitor everything that we do. You can't make me do this. If you're in a unionized environment, you probably would have heard the next expression, I'm going to go to the union about this. Yeah. And it's that sort of pushback. And that's often that more and more sort of aggressive. It's in your face. You're under no illusions that this person is not happy about this. And they're basically telling you, I'm not going to do it. And within the scenario that you've just described, Russell, you've given our listeners the clue as to what's motivating someone to put on the Viking helmet. You, In the scenario you've outlined, you've described that there's a new piece of software. And the Viking is resistant to adopting that new piece of software. And what we're really getting at here and why we've chosen that it's a Viking is because you're, the individuals in your workplace who are wearing the Viking helmet are married to the old way of doing things. And they don't want to adopt this new way of life. Now, they may recognize that the old way of life is outdated. But regardless, this new approach confuses them. And as a result of their confusion, it causes them to lash out. And that lash out, it could be aggressive behavior, or it could also be passive aggressive behavior. Like instead of saying, I'm not going to do this, they might simply be saying, oh, this will never work. Or, oh, it's not in my job description. 
Or maybe they'd even be saying, well, I have my doubts, so maybe I'll give it a try. But then they never actually do give it a try. I'm sure we've all encountered those individuals as well. So the reason we chose the Viking helmet is because historically, Vikings really were married to the old way of doing things. And they were reluctant to move from the seafaring uh, raiding societies, the warrior society, into a new agricultural uh, age, right? So this is why we've turned towards the Viking helmet as one of our analogies. Yeah, and, and I think also your point there that, that, that it was, in the past, very successful at what they did. And I think that's to, to bear in mind. Our Viking hat wearer is not necessarily somebody who isn't good at their job. They could be really good at their job, but they're good at the way it was. They may not be as good the way it's going to be. And so that that, that is that sort of um, res- resistance there to seeing, I, I, I don't want to be doing this because I'm quite happy doing things the, the way they've always been. Okay, because I was good. Or perhaps I was a top performer in the old system. Am I still going to be a top performer in in the new system? And then, of course, you mentioned the passive aggressive. Of course, the classic passive aggressive one is to say to you, to your face, "Oh, okay, yeah." And then the minute you walk out the room, turn around and say, "Well, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's no way that's going to happen." Right. So what you're seeing is acceptance, but what you're actually getting from them is saying there's no way that's going to happen and they'll do everything they can to stop that from sabotaging you in the background. But uh, Yeah. yeah. So and so now our second hat that we try to encourage is also the kind of hat that you might ascribe to a employee who is exhibiting some sort of unmanageable behavior. And this is the hat we call the sun hat. And this is generally the employee who's more disengaged. So whereas the Viking helmet is someone who is actively resisting, the sun hat is much more passively resisting. So this is this person rarely says no outright. So you have to kind of listen for the no within their comments. This is the kind of person who might say something like, yeah, there's no problem. Or they might say, you know, sure, I'm on target. So what's with all the fuss? Or they're the kind of person who might say, well, you know, it's not broke, so don't fix it. Right. So these, this is the kind of individual who, and, and maybe here's the key, the person wearing a sun hat is rationalizing their existing behavior. So, and it's possible that this person actually really does believe what they're saying. Maybe they really do believe that they're on target. Maybe they really do believe that the system is working just fine. So why go through all the effort of changing it? Right. And in some of the expressions that I'm sharing, you probably might be hint, might be seeing that this is the kind of person who we often look at and call lazy. Or this is the person who we look at and say that they're they're disengaged or we look at them and we say they're um, they're they're a problem person because they're just not uh, they're just not willing to even try. And again, those are, as we mentioned in episode three, that's a way of looking at the person as the problem, rather than at the behavior that they're exhibiting as the problem. So the trick that you need to do with this person is you need to get them to realize that their present situation is in fact not good enough. And that's the reason why they need to change. I think it's right, Ken. It's also looking at, you know, finding out the reason for that disengagement because I think one of the times, um, you know, often when I've been managing, I've been working with other with other managers, people think that, oh, well, the Viking helmet is going to be more difficult for me to deal with because it tends to be the sort of angry blast, somebody sort of in, in my face disagreeing with me. But often I've said, yeah, people only tend to disagree with you if they actually care about what it is that they're disagreeing because if you don't care, then 
why you wouldn't bother disagreeing. You just sort of shrug your shoulders, you know, do whatever you want. And sometimes I think when we look into the sun hat behavior, if we're in the disengagement part of this, then that's particularly sometimes the more challenging for us to do and deal with as a manager because there's somebody's not really giving us anything to as, as to as to, uh, up front as to what they're not what they're not happy about. They're just sort of you know whatever. You know, if you imagine anyone who's got teenage kids will will know the frustration of, of the the expression when people look at you and go whatever. Yeah, just with the shrug of the shoulders, you know, not 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 great. And then that's that, that, I, I could say it's like you know, like having a teenager that's just basically shrugs at you and says whatever. That's that's the sort of sun hat that we've got. And one of the analogies we often use is that the person wearing the sun hat would rather be on the beach reading a novel or hanging out in the bar adjacent to the beach rather than actually doing the water skiing or sailing or whatever activity it is that you've given them to do. Yeah, and and somebody even said somebody's you know he's at the tiki bar, you know they're over there, and, and on occasions of the disengagement can not just be that somebody's not interested, perhaps it's be a little bit of uh, particularly if we get into the into like a change theme because we're perpetually in in change that it's just change fatigue, you know. We've been around this before. We, you know, we, we're now decentralizing. Well, then we centralize, and then we're going to decentralize again, and then we're going to outsource, and then we're going to re-employ. And, so, and you know, I've often found that employers, particularly if they've been with an organization for some time, they sort of have, have seen some of these cycles that the company's been through, and there's a sort of resigned, oh, here we go again. And in some, it's like, well, I might as well just go over to the tiki bar and get myself a drink and just wait for this to play out. And then things will sort of drift back to the way that they've always been. You know, the manager will have moved on to pastures new and we'll get back to the way that we used to do it. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a number of reasons why somebody may be wearing a sun hat. And I think that's why there's that challenge in terms of us trying to um, get to the root of what is it that's, that's making somebody wear that sun hat or, as we said earlier on, why somebody's wearing a, a Viking helmet. And so those are the first two hats, the Viking helmet and the sun hat. And we put those two at one end of the spectrum. And on the other end of the spectrum are the remaining two hats. And the first of these is the hard hat. So you might imagine that you've persuaded one of your team members to remove their sun hat or get rid of, set aside their Viking helmet. And now you, you, you've got them to put on their hard hat. They're like the yellow construction headgear. And this is the person who's ready to actually do the work, but they don't know how to do the work. So they're, they're they're ready to go to work. Like, and maybe the analogy that we use is they've shown up at the work site. They've got their yellow hard hat. They've stopped to grab their Tim Hortons coffee and donut before at the beginning of the work. And they've got their work boots on and they're standing in the middle of the mud and they're looking around this empty construction site with a bunch of rebar and some uh, plywood and some two by fours. And they're like, now what do I do? So they're ready to do it, but they just need your support because they don't know quite what to do. They don't know which hammer to pick up, which wrench, which tool to use. Yeah, or I think you've got a case where sometimes people will know some of it and they will know part of how to do it, or perhaps they've you know they've done the training and they've gone through the the course, but now they're coming back and well that was a couple of months ago and now I can't remember quite how to how to how to do it, um, or as you say things things have moved on a little bit from what they've they've experienced in the past and therefore they're not sure that their skill set is going to quite match up. I mean I was only having a conversation with a, a prospective client earlier this week that was talking about their team where they had people moving from having done a very much of an internal consultant role 
which people were quite comfortable with. There were sort of a set rules of engagement, so to speak, as to how you how you behave towards people in this internal environment. And now they were being put into an external environment where they were going to have to consult outside of the organisation. And, and some employees were finding that difficult because what they were willing to do it and keen to take on the new role because it was a new piece of business for the uh, for the organisation, uh, but they weren't sure their skill set would match it because now the usual rules of engagement, the usual niceties, okay, and uh, formalities that they were used to, uh, weren't always at play when they were dealing with people outside their organisation. You know, people would say no. People would say things that were perhaps um, in a general. Uh, day-to-day wouldn't be acceptable in the workplace. And now they've got, oh, somebody said no to me and, you know, I don't know, how do I deal with how do I deal with that? I've never had to deal with that in that way before. So, um, you know, that can be the type of example when we're sort of talking with people that are wearing a hard hat. One thing I wanted to mention on that, Ken, when you were talking about, you know, the transition from our objective as a manager is always to get people who are wearing a Viking helmet or a sun hat to take those hats off and to in you know start the journey of moving forward by wearing wearing the hard hat and then we can move into that sort of more coaching type approach is of course we can't coach people who don't one want to be coached or second realize that they need to be coached and this is why we've talked about this in the book um, and on our workshops that we need to have more of that challenging type conversation, which we'll you know, no doubt talk about in one of our future podcasts, with people that are wearing the Viking and Sun hat. We can't straight go into a coaching conversation until somebody's um, actually wearing that hard hat and he's ready to get going. Because uh, I said, if you try and coach someone who's wearing a Viking helmet, you might as well just walk up to the wall and continue banging your head against it until you get a headache because you know they're not they're not they're not going to be interested. They're not at that place um, mentally to want to be moving forward. And a great example of that is you, you, can't, you can't ask a question of somebody who's, who's wearing a sun hat to say, what is it you would like to achieve at your work? Because I don't want to achieve anything. I just want to sit on the beach and read my book, right? And you can't go to somebody in a Viking helmet and ask them, you know, what action items would you like to tackle in order to implement this change? Because they don't want to implement the change. So you can't you can't use the traditional coaching, questioning, prompting uh, approach with those first two sun hats. You need to you need to have that challenging conversation, as you say, Russell, in order to get them to take off the the sun hat of the Viking helmet and put on the hard hat. And then similarly, once you've begun, and here's the danger with the hard with the hard hat is that if you don't coach them, if you don't then greet them, meet them where they're at on the muddy work site and give them the blueprints and the hammer and the wrench that they need to do the work, then they are very, very likely to slip back into bad uh, previous behavior. They're very likely to throw their heart out into the mud, stalk off to the sidelines, put on their sun hat and sit down and read their book. Oh, exactly. And, and you, you, I've, I've seen it happen on a number of times, particularly and we go back to this sort of change when often it's this, re, you know, we, we come across this when we're sort of, you know, we're changing the way things are done or we're looking to up the level of, of expectation from what it was before or is a new system or whatever it might be. There's some sort of change. And um, and if we can, it's not enough for us just to say, well, we gave everybody the, the you went on the one day course or well, we gave you the book and you've read it. If we're not looking to support that person, embedding the new way of working, the new way of thinking, the new actions, the new behaviours, then as you say, Ken, you run risk that the person is just going to slide back because they now feel, well, I've, I've put up my part of the deal, I've prepared to give it a go, 
but you as the manager are now not giving me the support that I need and the help that I need so that I can actually put this into practice and be be successful. And once you've done that, once you've given the person wearing the hard hat the support that they need over a period of time, then they're likely to even remove the hard hat and put on our fourth hat, the graduate cap. Now, this is the kind of person who's really starting to deliver high performance. So this is somebody who's now like, now they're really into it. Now they're um, engaged. They're looking to do more. They're very self-directed, right? So this is somebody who's saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it on schedule. And I'm going to do it in this way. And I will report back to you on this date, right? So you often hear them taking the idea or the assignment and adding the word and to it and building on that, right? And so they're often, you give them a target and they want to overreach that target, right? So so this is the kind of employee that we're all striving for. This is the kind of employee that we all want to have and that we all want to graduate them to uh, graduate our employees towards. Now, sometimes we get an employee who comes into our workplace and they're already wearing the graduate cap because they've already got that attitude. And sometimes this is somebody who you have to nurture to in order to learn, in order to get comfortable with that hat. Absolutely. And you can normally tell the difference between a hard hat wearer and a graduate cap, very simplistically, is the hard hat will come and say, I've got this problem, can you help me? The graduate cap says, there's this problem that I've solved, or this is what I'm doing to solve it. And they're already more of a self-starter. Um, and you're right. It's, it's, you know, as, a ma- as a manager, you're like, hey, this is great. If all my team were like this, my job becomes a lot easier. However, we do still need to manage those individuals because what we can't do is just abdicate our responsibility and say, all right, you can just go and do your own thing. Because one of the downsides that you can get, if there's a downside with the graduate cap, is that sometimes they can get to a point where they've extend overextend themselves and they've got beyond their level of capability, um, but they don't realize it. So they already think they can do more than they actually can. So we need to sort of keep more of a light touch. And I think this is again when it comes back into you know knowing which type of you know managerial behavior that you need to have. With a hard hat, it's a lot more. Um, hands-on with a graduate cap it's more hands-off but it's not completely like it's hands-off but in the same room not hands-off and you've just disappeared never to be seen again because they might need some support if you realize that perhaps they're getting a little out of their depth um or they or they've gone off on a tangent of their own you know we laugh when you say somebody comes back and says oh yeah while you're at lunch i completely rewoke our marketing plan for our clients and you're like that's not what I wanted you to do, you know. All I was asking you to do was to put this ad campaign together. I didn't need you to completely write the, rewrite the marketing marketing plan. So, you know, watch where we graduate cap. Yes, great when we've got them, but let's make sure that we are still having that light touch supervision so that they uh, don't overextend themselves. And, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners are old enough to remember those kind of wind-up toys that you might get when you were a kid. You'd wind it up and the, the little toy would start moving like a like, like a robot. It's a, Maybe it's like the Energizer Bunny, right? It's like, a, you know, be, start beating the drum and marching across the table. But, you know, the graduate cap is a lot like that. They'll march off the table until they march off the end of the table and fall onto the floor. Or, or maybe they'll just, they'll keep going until they hit the wall and they're like thrashing against the baseboard kind of a thing. So you really do have to watch your graduate caps just like you would watch a wind up toy. They're fun to let go for a while and you don't, you, they're, they're a little bit of a self-starter and they're a little bit self-managing, but at the same time, yeah, every once in a while you need to reach in and just kind of change the direction that they're headed. I guess we've just revealed that we're of a certain age, I think, Russell. <laughs> 
Saw it in a movie, Ken. That was what it was. We saw that's it in a movie. That's where I saw it. That's right. That's where I saw it. Okay. So let's review then. We've got four hats. And the first is the Viking helmet. Secondly, we've got the sun hat. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we've got the hard hat and the graduate cap. And as we said at the beginning, obviously, these are very, very broad categories. And there's a whole spectrum of behaviors within each of these four categories, which we may talk about in future podcasts. Well, I think, I think when you're going back to the original point that you made, Ken, at the beginning was um, the use of having this as an, in our mind that there's these four hats is it gives us a very quick way as a, as a manager to be able to identify where different people in our team are, you know, without saying, you know, prescriptive and pigeonholing people, but be able to look and say, okay, so there's, I've got Vikings here. This means I have to behave in this way with those folks to move them forward. There's where my sun hats are. So this is what I'm going to have to do with them. Here are my hard hats. Here are my graduate caps. And yeah, we've had I've had the conversation with managers who've done exactly that. So okay, with these people, I'm going to need to do these things. With these people, I'm going to need to do it slightly different. So it's not like a as we know as a manager, it's not a one size fits all. You know, I just behave in exactly the same way with everybody. And I'll get exactly the same results. It's being able to know which button to push, which lever to pull, um, and to keep with our with our construction site analogy, it's like having a big toolbox. I always think as a manager and knowing which tool to use for which particular task or which approach to take with which particular employee, so that you can unlock that the, the individual and help move them to where where you need them to go, so they're fulfilling their potential. Uh, thanks very much for that. That's a great comment and a great place to wrap it up, Russell. So thanks very much, Russell. Thanks very much to you, our listeners, for joining us today to talk about these different broad categories of behavior that we call the four hats. And join us again. Make sure that you subscribe uh, on your podcast deliverer of choice so that you are notified when the next episode is available. It's been great having you with us today. Thanks very much. Okay, thanks, everyone. We'll speak to you soon. 